Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, and welcome to the Craze Cast, the podcast run by the fans for the fans that brings you close to the action. My name is Roxy, and today I'm joined by my fellow host, Jay and Amber. What's Hi. good, guys? As well as our special guest, uh, the host from the In My Feels podcast, Dre and Emily. Hello. What's good? How are you doing? <laughs> you doing tonight? Good evening, everybody. Hello, yes. everyone. What's popping? What's happening? I feel like the the craze team is just like, woo! And Dre and Emily are just like, hey. Uh. <laughs> this is okay. how we introduce in our <laughs> podcast. Is very We're like, hello. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> very chill. Very chill. <laughs> That's true. I appreciate the energy, though. No, for real. We do our best. <laughs> <laughs> so to keep up with all our content, be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Crates Magazine and YouTube The Craze for exclusive interviews as they come up. So uh, how has everybody been doing this week? I know we're that we're all very spread out. Oh, very spread out. Mm-hmm. Different time zones. For sure. Uh, I've been okay. I mean, well, you know, um, considering all things, um, but it's been quite a roller coaster of a week considering everything going on. But yeah. I was happy to be able to go out to a protest today and help out in a way. Oh, nice. So um, that I think that was one of the highlights of my week for sure. Oh, that's awesome. That yeah. is awesome. Whoa. It was a good time. Uh, I guess for me, uh, I'm just chilling in Hawaii. That's where I'm at at the moment. I'm being in homebody, which I always am. Uh, so it's nothing really changed, but it's still kind of affecting me in a way with everything happening. And uh, yeah, I'm okay. I mean, you're with nature, overall. though. I am with nature. That's, That's I true. I hear that Hawaii is pretty uh, secluded and chill. Yeah, especially my house is definitely, it looks like it's a getaway. Like, like if I were to like go somewhere else and I get tired of it, I'll just come back here. Just you to, can hear like the frogs in like yeah. If I open my window right now, window. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're called croaky frogs. I hear croaky, croaky, croaky. <laughs> like oh, that's all. that's yeah. so cool. I mean, it's just like I want to get myself over there one day. One day we'll see. Come through, come through. <laughs> Please. I mean, I just started teaching my students for the first time last week. Oh, God, it's so nice to finally see, have them back. Are you guys in person now? Yeah, we're officially in person. We started fa- oh, nice. the last phase of it uh, last week. My school in particular, we're alternating students. Um, one week, odd-numbered classes come. One next week, the even-numbered classes come in. Oh. Mm-hmm. All things considered, I am okay. There's been, I think... Any major city, I mean, there's there's a lot of things going on. Yeah, curfews going on, but mm-hmm. other than I mean, you know, I'm thankful I'm safe. It's okay where I'm at, for the most part. Um, I've been working from home for the last couple of months, and I finally got to go back into the office. So that's a weird adjustment, but I mean, I'm okay. Other than that, I'm okay. You're lucky, though. Uh, my company just told me I'm not allowed to go back until August. Sheesh. My goodness, August? Yeah. Is that yeah. is that a bad thing, though? Is it a bad thing? Um, I guess it's okay. I mean, I'm outside of D.C., so I don't know. Mm. Okay. Stuff is weird out here, but it kind of sucks a little bit. Yeah. I Every see. major city is, like, a little bit crazy right now. I mean, yeah. here in Korea, watching it all go down, um, it's yeah. been really interesting. We've had some protests happen here as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? At the embassy, right? Yeah, there was one at the embassy that wasn't necessarily a Black Lives Matter protest. It was a alternate group like hijacking it. But there was one mm. yesterday that was very nicely organized, very calm. Um, the rules to protest here in Korea are a little different than they are um, in other countries. So it was Mm -hmm. thankful that we had people to help organize such a great um, way for foreigners to step up because we're not allowed to talk about Korean politics if we're here Mm -hmm. on Uh, mm -hmm. Um, But we were able to talk about things that were happening in our own countries. And we're really always really thankful to the Korean community that helps us uh, speak up about things that, uh, Korea may not know is happening in our home countries. Okay. Dang. Who normally does that for like the, like from the Korean standpoint, like 
are there Korean like international activists that are there? Like who is the one that's like, what's the group that, you know, steps up for the international people it's living or foreigners? It's not one group. It's usually some like a Korean national who has ties to the international community. It's never one group or one organization. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always different groups um, that go about doing it. Yeah, I'm happy to hear that everybody's been able to contribute in some way in your own places. Let's go ahead and jump into our first topic. So we are going to discuss uh, the K-pop experience from one of our um, older magazine issues where um, our former writer uh, went and interviewed a couple of people to talk about their experience in getting into K-pop and sort of what differentiates it from other things. So I thought today that we could, you know, talk about our individual experiences um, with K-pop and why, mm. you know, it has made such an impact on us compared to, you know, other things, essentially. Amber J, you guys want to start? One of you? Oh, I could get I could get started. Kind of help frame the conversation. Um, so let's take a look at like the current situation, like K-pop as like a social good. One of my favorite K-pop groups as Jay is familiar with is BAP. We both started with the same group. Um, And one of the things that they preached a lot in the early days is sharing and to help give and support others. And so um, having them as like my starting group kind of, I guess, shaped me as an adult. Um, Like I I put a lot of um, emphasis in um, supporting my community, giving donations and helping others who may not have as much as I do. And so I think um, K-pop was a good thing for me growing up, um, Mm. having that positive example. I don't know if uh, Jay has the same sentiment. We're totally going to end up getting confused in this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) But um, Sorry. uh, No, 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 no. You're good. You're good. Um, At least for me, I mean, I've, I think I've talked about it before in a previous podcast of how I was exposed to K-pop where I found it more generally through K-dramas and then through, oh my God, like I said, I'm going to age myself here. Um, And I'm pretty sure most of you guys know it Mm. in MySpace and Zanga and all of that. (laughs) Zanga. Did you say Zanga? Hey, listen, yes. Hey, whoa. Oh, my Lanta. I used to be on there if anybody out there is old enough to know what Friendster is, too. Oh, whoa. Oh, my God. (laughs) You've been really aging yourself. (laughs) You've been out there for quite some time. But I'm not that old, okay? But um, I just remember finding it through forums. And during my time when I discovered it, I was basically like the only one who really like was fully into it like Mm. my friends knew that I liked k-pop but like it was kind of more of a like oh you like k-pop kind of situation like wow like oh (laughs) okay I guess like you know how like um back then like people used to hate on people who like anime right it's yeah. like, oh, you're a freaking weeaboo, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, and I'm yeah. just like, and it was the same thing of like, oh, you like K-pop. And then like those people who I considered my friends, like some of them were just like, okay, that's her thing. But others are just like, why do you like it? Like, why do you like them so much? Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, a couple of years later, I'm just like, here you are, body roll into Sistar's mob boy, Sistar 19's mm-hmm. mob boy, dancing that's to Taeyang's wedding dress. Right. What now? <laughs> what now? pop off you know right and i was just for me it was a place of like like a safe place you know Mm. i didn't really have a lot of friends who liked it i mean i knew people who liked it too and those people yes i interacted with but it wasn't like now where at least there's a community for us to be like oh i like this group i like that group Mm. let me talk to very true like, let me meet these random people and here's something we can bond over and we get it. Back then, I didn't have that. And I just felt like I was by myself. And I don't, I don't know if I was really bullied for it, but I definitely felt outcasted a lot by it mm. growing up. Interesting that you point that out because, you know, I came into it a lot later in comparison, you know, oh. like in 2015. Okay. Um, 
when it's considered old still though nowadays nowadays yeah <laughs> <laughs> but i mean compared to like jay and amber it's not um yeah. decades yeah oh my god 12 years for me about Jeez. 11 for me but yeah i feel like you know when i came on there was a community and i guess you know at the time i sort of joined the bts community um nice. but yeah, it was more like i thought you were next while at first i was what? like at the very beginning that okay, didn't okay. last very long. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, I ended up, you know, going on Twitter and finding. Wait, all the wait, BTS wait, Roxy. Fans. For clarification, are you still in XOL? No. Okay. Uh, oh no! Oh no! No. Look at the it's sound. Okay. People have falling outs <laughs> with certain groups. It happens. It's not EXO's fault. To be fair, it's other people's fault that were fans of EXO. But like, it's fine. Understandable. Yeah, but. You know, at the time that I came on, I feel like there was more of a community built around it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So I don't really, not that I don't sympathize, but like I didn't have the same experience as Jay did, where like for me, it felt more like it was easier to find people that were into that and sort of like build your own like friendships around it. I'm okay. curious, like when you, Jay, you said that that you felt sort of isolated. isolated and I remember like I've heard of like Soompi K-pop radio days, like when that was a thing. Uh, if I'm or Soompi Forum Radio Day, like, was there any forum you could go to, or was it just like you? It was really just hard to find any anybody, even uh, online. Even online. Um. Well, I guess. I mean, I'm pretty sure there was a community, but it wasn't like I was actively looking for it. I was just looking. What's the new music video out there? What's the next album I can listen to? let me figure out and understand who are these members of these new groups coming out. It's more of that. And then, you know, we're aware of like certain, and then I started to find certain websites and you know, which websites that they are. And you find out some of these places aren't as positive as what you think, you know, you, especially when you hit, like when Tumblr started rolling out and everything like that, I guess more of it started to come out through Tumblr for me. Um, and you find the communities there, but you start to see a little bit of the toxicity come out and it's just like, I don't know if I want to go that deep into digging or interacting as much. I, I think I didn't really start interacting until I started my YouTube channel and I started making other connections and I found other YouTubers who I liked and I, that and that was years before, like, before I was even, like, in the community doing that. Oh, well, okay. Kind of the same as uh, Jay. Like, I didn't find my people until I discovered a group on Tumblr and then moved it to Twitter and then Facebook groups. And then now I'm in the spiral hole and I don't know mm. if there's any way out. <laughs> I think it's interesting how BAP was both of y'all's, like, sort of gateway. BAP was that group. BAP broke down so many barriers. I mean, I could go, Jay and I could go on and on and on about BAP. Like, we need an entire episode just to, like, talk about them. <laughs> didn't, like, Jay, didn't you, like, dress up as their albums? Yes, I did. Mm. I actually did. Um, that, I, I wasn't, like, it's funny how you mentioned that because I wasn't expecting that particular tweet to blow up. And I'm like, the fandom came out. we're we're, like i thought all of us have just like all of us are just like you know low-key you know we're still there supporting and i'm like where did you like you know that patrick meme who are you people (laughs) that that was kind of like where have you been (laughs) was that you behind your computer screen you were just hiding like who are you people (laughs) yeah pretty much i'm like what where are you like but i mean detracting from me what about you and um what about you emily and dre dre you want to go first mine's a little bit long (laughs) yeah that's true i guess i'll say um i'm embarrassed to say that europe became like a true k-pop fan um it's much later (laughs) than roxy um uh, so it was you know 2018 it was the most basic way you can become a k-pop fan uh, it was actually technically. Oh, you baby, was, baby in the family. Let's not even talk about this. Let's talk, no, we're not talking about this. It's embarrassing. This. No, but it's, it's fine. Everybody no, comes in fine, at a different yeah. time. Exactly. I guess. I guess. It's, it's just true, like, 
It, yeah, I mean, well, it, it, it's, it was through BTS. Um, and it was through Mike Drops, like our designer's Mike Drop. I remember just for of like, all I, the songs. Oh, doesn't let me tell you, I loved the song, and I would I would go on a run with that song in my like you know in my playlist lit. or whatever. I would turn it off as soon as designers drop like part ended. <laughs> I didn't want to hear anything else. I was like, I don't know what this is. I don't want to hear it. And then one day I let it go a little longer on a run, and I was like. Oh, is this J-pop or K-pop? So I'd known what K-pop was back in like 2012 at a camp. This a friend of mine uh, introduced me to Shiny and Bless. Shiny's Hello. And then um, for some reason, I just, yeah, I had Shiny like in my playlist for like years and I never listened to it. And Fantastic Baby was in there too. And for like until maybe a year or two ago, I was like, Fantastic Babies by Shiny, right? And I'm triggered. <laughs> it was so bad. And then I figured I was like, oh shoot. Okay. Is it okay? Got it. And I uh, tweet that right now. Uh, no. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Disgusting. I know. Uh and then and then uh I I think kind of how you guys were I was I was well, I guess opposite a little bit. I was trying to find a I was, it was so enthralling to me that I was just trying to find somebody to talk to about it. And I thought I was the first person who knew about it. And apparently, obviously there were hundreds of millions of views. That 2018? I just, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, th- I just thought it hadn't popped off yet. And I was just like, oh, I'm the first. And then I was like, I guess I'm not. And so. Um, <laughs> I feel like everybody feels that way. Yeah. <laughs> well, to be fair, like at that point, I feel like BTS hadn't like completely soared off the track that they are now. Oh, that's true. That's true. So, and, like, yeah, I get where you're coming from. Right. I went to Reddit. I'd never gone to Reddit in my life, but I was like, that's, "This, I need to find that's the weirdest place to go for K-pop." <laughs> what Reddit K-pop? I love Reddit K-pop. Reddit K-pop is like the best. I, mean, I love at, at least discussion-wise, I guess. I don't know mm-hmm. long form, but I went to the Reddit Bangtan first, and then slowly over time, I was like. I, I was trying to look for another job and I ended up working at Choice Music and then that oh, just yeah. like opened my entire eyes to everyone outside of BTS and then you know it was just a it was just a snowball it just kept going going yep. going and you know so I guess that would be the way I was introduced to you. <clears throat> I'm a, I'll try to keep this short though. Uh, so I kind of relate more to Jay and Amber right yeah Amber uh, because I've been in K-pop for I think 10 years now which mm-hmm. Feel hella old, like my grandpa. The old heads, man. <laughs> Bro, but uh, I got my experiences was like I was me and Camel. Uh, Camel is the other one that started the channel with me. She was my cousin. We're both into like J Rock anime. You know, where we're just like those. We were weirdos. You know, <laughs> we go on YouTube, and then I think uh, we saw either G Dragon's Heartbreaker. Uh, we didn't know what to think about it. We're like, what is this? Whatever, blah, blah, blah. We saw Young's wedding dress before I even knew what Young was. I was like, yo, this is sad, blah, blah, blah. And then I guess I went to like, this was like my first year of college. I went to music appreciation. They showed me G, Super Junior. And I just mm. started getting more cu- curious. So I looked up like things that I was more like listening to. So R&B. So I looked up like more R&B stuff. Like I type in Korean Usher, Young would pop up. And I was like, oh, wedding just popped up. And then I need a girl. And I kind of like related to that kind of stuff. So something that I was like listening to already, I kind of like, you know, just compared it and like, oh, I like that. So I kept on going and diving in more and more. Then I started doing YouTube. I don't know why. It was just more, I've always been into YouTube, uh, making videos. I just started doing reactions more. Mostly I did reactions to share this passion with KML. And also really curious because there was no community out there. Uh, to see if anybody thought like me, mm. like if they like the same thing as me. Um, so from that way, uh, then I went on like tiny chats where they had like little K-pop tiny chats because I wanted to talk to more people about what I liked, which was K-pop and just kept on going and going. And then of course, conventions, which led to like meeting more people. So basically I just wanted to see p- meet people that, that liked K-pop because obviously we're all like back then it was just all through a computer screen no one met each other but nowadays today everybody could go to a convention this that and then just like get to meet each other and like enjoy one thing in common which is dope and it's it's cool to see i mean obviously we can't do it now but yeah k-pop has grown so much 
through my eyes. It's freaking crazy. And uh, I'm proud to be a part of it. It is interesting, like, even just in the five years that I've been it, like, how much the convention has grown. It's I've grown, gone, yeah. Yeah, I've gone to multiple K-Cons and just, like, even in the last couple of years, it's just, like, expanded to some crazy levels. Yeah, like, even in 2015 to now, it's K-pop's changed mm. again. Like, mm-hmm. it's a different era. It's crazy, like, how it's grown. What's the most alarming way that it's grown to, like, the people who, like, the rest of y'all, like, like, is uh, it seeing it mentioned in, like, a number of U.S. publications? Or, you know, like, what's been, like, the main thing that's, like, wow, wow, it's really grown? It freaks me out when, like, my family members are, like, hey, I that's saw this me. thing about BTS and it yeah. reminded me of yeah. you. I'm, like, what? <laughs> you know, that, like, when my yeah. mom was actually able to name members of Monster X, I was, like, oh, snap, <laughs> Whoa. respect. Yo, if any parents name all 17 members, that would be crazy. I'm not sure anybody could handle Super all junior the 17 members. members. <laughs> Super <laughs> junior. Yeah, I'll be like, oh, respect. If I ever meet someone like that as a, like, you know, a parent, I'll be like, all right, that's what's up. Yeah. My uh, mom has just... barely learned Yoongi, and, like, he's been oh. my ultimate bias for, like, five years. I mean, uh, I'll be that parent. So in, like, 10 years, I'll be that parent that knows all Same. the Same. Oh, Same. right, right. I think for me, it's when you see it happen locally and like, let's say if you're from a smaller town, you're like, what? Like, this is a thing. (laughs) I remember when I saw it, like, like other, I think somebody here in my city, you know how like right now, have you been seeing like other fandoms have been putting like K-pop idols birthdays? When I saw on the news, yeah, 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 I, I forgot. I don't know who exactly. I believe your it was city. An, yeah, an NCT member is like, oh, happy birthday. I think it was Johnny. I think it was a Johnny one. And I was just like, happy birthday, Johnny. And I'm like, what is this doing on my local news? You only see what? that in like Korea. <laughs> like, I know like it's a thing, like I've seen it done for BTS members, but like it was like, mm-hmm. what the heck? It's pretty random I still. Yeah. And I'm just like, what am I seeing in my city? Like, that's, That's weird cool, too, because you're in San Diego, right? Mm-hmm. And I know Johnny is from the U.S., but he's from like Chicago. So why <laughs> exactly. are they doing that in San Diego? <laughs> right? Did they have a concert like, there, though. They did. They are. <laughs> they didn't have a concert. They they did uh, that radio was, thing. Yeah, it was like a heart, ah. I heart okay, radio yeah. thing. And then the biggest concert that we've ever really seen was Super M earlier this year. Oh snap! That was like the very big thing that we got to see here and um like other than that like at least even though we're two hours away from LA it's yeah. still like whoa like Smiling. yeah I like I think just to see k-pop grow um locally it's just like there are a lot of people out here you that you wouldn't think about it like or yeah. have you guys attended any boba events like I haven't had like a chance fans. we never had that <laughs> So, like, it's, I get, I don't want to say it's a California thing. It's happening in different cities. <laughs> I, I know it happens for sure in LA. For sure yeah, it happens sure. in LA. <laughs> um, but, like, uh, there are a few, fa- like, I help run um, an 80s one and nice. with a couple of my friends. And we, got, we saw a pretty good turnout. And there was people coming out from LA, from the OC, just to attend these events oh, because snap. there's there's nobody really, you know, doing, doing events like yeah, this yeah. Mm-hmm. when, whenever we have BTS ones happen. Oh my God. Like there's one day I went and, or no, take it back. The eighties, the first eighties event that we did, we broke the shops system because there were just <laughs> so many people coming through, but I can't even imagine like the BTS ones that I went to insane always busy because you know the fandom will always come out so i think just to see k-pop in a local sense that way it's just like this is a thing oh my god like i can't believe i guess for me it's like seeing them on tv like good morning america i remember when i first saw sigh on good morning america i was like what the hell (sighs) it's like something different and then of course uh even like big bang for european music awards I was like, okay, it's growing. And now now it's like <laughs> it's like a norm, <laughs> which is crazy to me how it just grew. And now it's like accepted. 
yeah mm-hmm. like before everybody was like like jay says like oh you listen to k-pop like i got i got i had friends like that i was like yeah i do but they didn't they wouldn't like make fun of me they're just like low-key judging obviously mm-hmm. but now they know of it which is crazy <laughs> or it's just like um going off of that it's just like when you see your like those people that were used to be like you like k-pop seeing them at concerts and i'm like you were there like oh, i've never met that experience i yet. i had I that to. happen i've had that happen where i just run into people that i know like back then i was like you used to never like that <laughs> okay like <laughs> hi okay this is weird bye enjoy your, <laughs> enjoy your time at the concert or event but that's Dang. it for me i grew up in the midwest um i went to school in iowa so i'm like the middle of the country and- oh my god <laughs> that's like that's literally nowhere. the middle of nowhere <laughs> right and um so for them having like like jay said that community was kind of shocking and how quickly it grew um in high school y'all have heard the story about how i ditched um almost a week of school to go to bap's concert in the u.s uh, <laughs> it could never i wasn't allowed yeah i i followed them on tour like the trash i am uh, but anyway <laughs> Um, I didn't really realize it until I started university and, um, there was a K-pop club at university, but there was like five people there. Um, Mm. but my junior year, I helped restart it and our first club meeting had to have an overflow room because there were so many people who were interested in, um, attending events and doing things um we have we had not one but two dance teams and when I reach out I've been out of college for almost two years now and when I reach out to the current president she is telling me how like how big it grew and I'm just like you never thought we would get more than 20 people at events and you're telling me there was 300 at a dance audition damn that's crazy so I'm just like Basically just how is it spreading so much it's it's just spreading i don't know either <laughs> I, I can't explain it even like especially i i went to youtube because miami was not a big k-pop or, or like place to you know to like people don't listen to k-pop but yeah now it's like freaking huge over there right when i leave which is how <laughs> amazing <laughs> right when i leave everybody just coming to miami i'm like all right cool but uh yeah it's just it's cool to see like not like in my community in Miami that it's big over there now too like G Dragon now went there NCT Red Velvet it's crazy going along with like uh this the topic of our uh conversation this this article um has K-pop taught you guys anything specific that like maybe you didn't get from anywhere else like I mentioned earlier, like, I think the, like, being selfless, like, is one of the things that taught me early on. Um, like, we all know Bang Young Guk is, like, mm-hmm. he was all about, like, giving. Um, he expressed um, his interest in building schools and babies made that happen, that he's, quote, a dad. Um, he has two um, world vision children that he, as far as we all know, he still supports. Um, financially and so having someone that I looked up to and I still look up to um, give so much of himself is definitely something that I don't think I would ever get outside of that k-pop realm Mm. that wasn't like a family member I could say I guess k-pop taught me a lot and values and different just different things but I think one major thing is that uh, it showed me how close-minded I was um, because before K-pop, I remember vividly saying to one of my friends, like probably right after I graduated from college, I think I said, like, if I never go to Asia before I die, I'm okay. I don't need to go there. What the? F- yeah. <laughs> I yeah. mean, I'm glad you've learned. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I just, I didn't. Definitely opened up. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't see like a need to, it just wasn't a thought in my head, like to ever go there. And like now, and I used to think I was the most open-minded person. I was super liberal, blah, 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 everybody, you know, whatever. And now I'm just thinking back to, I'm like, what do I not know now? Like, what do I think now that, you know, I can say I would never do this. And then, you know, maybe five years later, like I might think something completely different. So I just think it it taught me something about myself that one, never say never. And I guess two, like 
I, okay, we're not going to do that. Okay. Um, it just taught me that the world is huge and there's more than just the U.S. and the Western Hemisphere. And there's, there's lots to learn. So true. I would say that's mm. the, that was the biggest thing it's taught me, I guess. I mean, I'm kind of on the same page there because, you know, you could argue that I come from, uh, you know, some privilege and stuff. So it really sort of helped open my eyes to, you know, situations that I might not have known before. Um, so, yeah, that pretty much resonates with me, too. Hmm. hmm. What have I learned from K-pop? It's a lot, I guess. Yeah. One, love yourself. <laughs> I think that's a very big message to be honest. I feel like people don't really love themselves. I was waiting for that one to come out. Somebody was going <laughs> I feel like no, it's a really important message though. Like people realize that loving yourself is very important, you know. Um, but uh also a lot a lot of the like the stories, like even like I don't know how anybody like feels about this, but I think uh Jay Park's story was kind of interesting. How he got banned, came back, and now he's like one of the biggest ceo or like mm-hmm. he owns like two companies i think that that kind of like hard work and hustle kind of inspired me too i was like dang you know like it's, i guess never give up basically that kind of thing um and a lot of other groups taught me that too so and anime <laughs> but that's a different topic no that's true though there's a lot about like the the hard work that a lot of people go through yeah in order to like debut and stuff yeah for sure exactly. it's I don't know if it's just more obvious uh, with K-pop than it is with other stuff, but that's definitely something that stands out. I think the humility of a lot of stars is really something that help, like helps us attach to it a little more. That like they're honest about the work that they put in, and they're like grateful, and they're like, "Yes, I did work hard to get where I'm at," and they don't think they deserved it. Um, that they're like, "Yes, I did this, and I'm proud that I did this," but it's a lot of work. Um, to get into it. So I think the fact that they're, they know that their position was earned and not given to them. Something K-pop has taught me was definitely, don't be ashamed that you like it. Um, definitely was in a, a place where I was definitely like closeted and just like, I didn't want to share it with anybody because I was so afraid of getting made fun of, mm. but definitely was in a place where now I'm, you know, just because I've grown a lot and I'm so unapologetic about being a K-pop fan now. And it's just like, yeah, so what? I like K-pop and, yeah. and what, what, like, what you think it's going to be what? like, you think it's just going to be used against me? Like there's the whole community, like, okay, so you're not going to accept me for the fact that I like K-pop. There's a whole community I could go to. I don't. True technically need you to feel validated if anything i just feel very proud that i like k-pop i like what i like and i'm just going to continue on if you if you don't like it then so be it you go on your path i'm going to go on mine if i'm not bought like i'm really not bothering you maybe if i'm spamming yeah <laughs> my twitter or something like that <laughs> then maybe maybe i understand nah. but the unfollow button is just right there no, but it's all good. That's how it should be. That's why, like, even when I did YouTube, I was proud for listening to K-pop. Like, I was, that's why I wanted to show, like, I wasn't ashamed, especially early. Um, and hopefully other people took that and ran with that, too. You know, I feel like no one should be really ashamed of what you like, you know. But it's sad mm-hmm. that we live in this type of world where you get judged so easy. So, mm. It's really interesting to say that because as a foreigner who likes K-pop living in Korea, I quite often get like side-eyed because at my age, I'm 24. God, too old. Um, don't talk to me about that. You can't say that to all of us. You can't say that. But don't according that. to my students, I'm too old to like K-pop. Like most people what? And what am listening I? In- well, in Korea, what it's a little bit different, no? Yeah. yeah. But, like, adult K-pop fans have to hide it here because they're, like, yeah, it's yeah. looked down apart upon, like, you're childish if you still like it. And it's, like, having to explain them, like, K-pop fans are all ages in America True. and, like, across the world. And it still is, like, mind-blowing that we're into these things as we get older and that fandom doesn't have an age limit. 
Um, so it's just like real interesting hearing like people being proud, like here I've like had to like shove it down a little more, like take posters off my wall. If I have friend, Korean friends come over or um, like when I go to work, there's no photo card in my phone case or anything like that. Mm. Mm. Nah, but even me, I, I got into K-pop since I was like 22. So don't talk. <laughs> <laughs> you make me feel old. I was like, I didn't start when I was a teenager. <laughs> Dude, same actually. Twenty-two for me too. Actually, me too. I was twenty-two also. Hey, twenty-two Shit. club. Uh, Shay and I were both teenagers. Uh, so <laughs> how old was I? Oh my god, how old was I in the tenth grade? Oh my goodness. I you were like uh, fifteen. I don't want to hear from you. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I was in like middle school. So such a baby. Y'all are children. Good lord. (laughs) Wait, I I wonder, like from going from high school to college, did you ever like were you ever like uh once you got into college, did you like stop watching music videos for a time and then got back into it? Or was it always just consistent from high school to college when y'all actually I fell out for a little bit, if I'm being completely honest, that transition from senior year of high school to freshman year of college I kind of like ever I was going through that phase like I need to reinvent myself in college I'm a new person mm-hmm. like we all know that phase um yep. but then I got dragged back into it so <laughs> <laughs> it's weird for me I got into K-pop in college which is weird mm. like I was already like a, a weeb and I was like into like J-Rock and like <laughs> J-Pop. So I, I figured out, I, and I'm like pretty open to like music since I was like young. So I kind of figured that, because someone asked me like, oh, would you be into K-Pop if you look back onto like to your younger self? I'm like, yeah, I like sooner or later, I'll probably find it because I was a weird kid. I uh, <laughs> just now. That's a mood. S- <laughs> I feel like we all start as weebs, like to be yeah. honest. At some yeah, point, we all like, did. Yeah. Hell yeah. I think K-Pop fans are weebs. Well, except for Emily, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay. I That's started with uh, with uh, K with Japanese dramas and somehow yeah. found mm-hmm. my way into the Boys Korean side. <laughs> yep, yep, exactly. That's gateway. what it is. The gateway drug. <laughs> I it was the complete opposite for me. Um, if anything, it was amplified in college for me nice. because I went to college, didn't really know anybody. Um, I had roommates and they did. I I think I only knew like two people from like high school, middle school that went to the same college as me. And even then we weren't like interacting with each other. We we didn't really hang out with each other. So there was a lot of um, like, I've definitely distanced myself Mm. away from like the people who were just like, you know, who would put me down for it or just didn't understand. I, I definitely just distanced myself away from that. And all I had was K-pop for me. And so for me, in a sense, K-pop is what got me through college. I definitely, I think we've all gone through a period of time where it was very sad and depressing. And yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, I've definitely said like without BAP for me, cause that's when I was like full on like, I'm a hardcore stan of BAP without any of their music. And I mean, I've liked other groups beforehand, but for them, they're my ultimate bias group. Without them, I don't think I would have survived. And that was the driving force of like, if I didn't have K-pop, I wouldn't have made it through and I wouldn't have found my community. I wouldn't Mm -hmm. found these people who I really like to watch on YouTube and stuff like that. So yeah, that was my experience with it. I'm just going to ditto everything Jay said because my experience is a little similar. Let's just say Wake Me Up came at a very important time in my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel that with uh, BTS's The Most Beautiful Moment in Life, that's why it's tattooed on me now. Mm. Oh, for sure. Yeah, same with, same with me. There was a part in my life where I was... There was, a part, there was a part, definitely a dark part in my life, I think. And I guess I just had to think like the K pop community and just the people i met through k-pop mm-hmm. that was there for me uh basically and also from doing like youtube I, it was just it, it definitely helped me throughout that time i think a while back and uh, you know we're here now yeah nice. it seems like you know it had a big impact on all of us and so it seems like it has an even bigger impact outside of us so it's probably mm-hmm. a story that 
everybody can relate to. For sure. So before we move on to our next segment, (laughs) I just want to have a quick reminder that we do have a stock sale going on right now uh, for our leftover magazines. Um, You can get free shipping if you use the code uh, stock at checkout, S-T-O-C-K. We are also revamping our Patreon uh, going forward. We'll have uh, a number of new tiers and some new fun stuff that will go along with that. Um, and if anybody's interested, we can also donate uh, on our, um, our Ko-Fi to buy our team a little cup of coffee. You know, every dollar helps us out a lot um, while we're working on that. Uh, moving on to our next segment uh, for personal K-pop story time. This week, we're going to talk about uh, groups debut. Uh, so then versus now. So like any groups that you saw debut and transition, you know, as they got more as they got bigger essentially um, or any groups that you sort of have a special place in your heart for because you've watched them grow. So I can go ahead and start. Uh, personally, I have this weird thing with 17 because nice. I remember they debuted in uh, 2015, like right after I had gotten into K-pop. The first thing I had thought about was like how tiny Woozy was. <laughs> he is. <laughs> like I couldn't, I couldn't get over how I mean, small he was. <laughs> I mean, he's still small. He's he's, I, he's cute, always though. gonna be small, but um, that was also like <laughs> the first group that debuted, and like their maknae was like a ni- ninety nine liner or something. I was like, I can't deal with this. Like, I'm oh too old God. for this. <laughs> hey, oh, think about what we deal with now. I know Jeez. now is bad. <laughs> I just found out that TXT's Kai was seventeen. I was like, what? Yeah. What? Yeah, he's and, and I was like making son. the most. I, put him in my I didn't know this, so I was making comments. I'm like, wait, he's 17. I was like, all right, let me back up. <laughs> oh god, it's terrible now. But like, that was the first time that I had experienced. Like, wait, they're too young. I can't deal with this. Like, oh, I'm like, yeah. I'm way, I'm much older than he is. I can't handle this. Watching them grow from like, I watched the Adore You music video the other day, mm-hmm. and like seeing that compared to what they do now is like exactly. mind-boggling. Um, for me, it's gotta be um, Astro. Uh, the oh. little cute children. Yes. Um, how they started with go, 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 sumo. I don't remember the English they title. They were Soda of that Pop. <laughs> That's another music And then video. now with Knock just coming out of nowhere, I'm just like, what happened? Yeah, like, they're grown-ish. You're like... <laughs> As soon as Sana became an adult, they turned like a whole left turn, and I'm just like, bro. I love it. Love it. I, I like low key hate it because <laughs> <I love that>. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me feel so old. Ah, okay. You know what? Da- another one, Golden Child. Oh, bro, oh. they grew so fast. They went from dumb Dottie to what was it, wannabe? And I'm just like what what happened like they went quiet for like a year and then yeah. just out of nowhere now i was gonna bring this up because this is the first time i ever did like a reaction where i felt like oh no i'm old for this <gasps> i'm gonna just say entity's dream chewing <laughs> gum. somebody has to bring them up bro I when i first saw chewing gum, i was like nah i'm getting right? old. <laughs> like, and then seeing them now what, I, what was um, that song what's that song right in trip no, like when Mark was still apart. Um, we go like dripping. Dripping? No, dripping. Dripping. Oh, dripping. Oh, God. <laughs> it's totally. I was like, this is NCT Dream now. <laughs> and like everything else is like they're on some grown itch. I'm like, oh, wow. They grew like through my eyes like that. But that was the that was literally the first thing I thought of when, oh, I'm getting too old for this. Like when I saw NCT Dream. But I, I kind of hate like the direct when they started going in that direction. I was like, oh god, because like all I could think about was chewing gum. Bro, that's hey, all I think hey. about. Every every music video that comes out with the ground's like, bro, look at chewing gum in this music video. Tell me what what happened. <laughs> but chewing gum is a bop, though. Like I will still listen to it. To this I love day. chewing gum. It is. I could. It goes I could listen off. To it in my head right now. It's that. Like, <laughs> Let's be real. It's running through your head right now. Oh my god. Bro, it's. It's in my head. Oh my god! <laughs> they did that on purpose. <laughs> no, but it's yeah. like oh, it's gonna be stuck in here the rest of the year for the rest of the day. But um, seeing shiny grew too. Right. Debut to now, like Taman oh at least. Right. For me. At least Taman. <laughs> like yes. Taman grew from. If you saw Taman in replay to move, 
You wouldn't I think mean, that was the same exact oh. person. <laughs> <laughs> he went from tiny small child to deep in thought. He went literally. He Demon went from bowl cut <laughs> teenager to a shirt saying "Take a bite." <laughs> it's like I stand what I said. He is the original demon thought. demon thought. In move, he was hypnotizing me. I, it's some vampires. I don't know. That's all I feel. Anyways, that's it. <laughs> it would have to be seeing Got Seven throughout the years. Because I'm like, oh my god, these are these are like teenage boys, and then now they're men, and I'm like, where? Like, or especially seeing Bam Bam and Yu Gi Oh grow up, and I'm like, Bam Bam. (laughs) I was just talking about that. I'm just like, I remember what was it? Uh, Their fly tour. I forgot what year it was. I happened to be up at Barricade, and like, okay, let's say this: like, if you have not seen Got Seven in person. Pictures do not do Bam Bam justice. He is so good looking, like in person. Like I'm just like no. I agree. Like he's so handsome in like like I said, pictures just do not do him justice. And I'm like these like and now you look at their most recent comeback, and I'm like, where has time gone? Jackson, Jackson, don't even get me started. <laughs> don't even get me started on how Jackson is like grown and I'm like oh my god I'm I t- could write an essay about JB let's not go there I'm not ready for that <laughs> hey, dream high days until or, or JJ project days until now I'm like, oh my god, I can't don't I bring up JJ it. project he'll hate us but JJ project came out with some good music yeah I love JJ project <laughs> <laughs> but Bounce, jam, Bounce is a freaking bop. When that first came out, <laughs> I was like, yes, rock and roll. <laughs> like that part. Yes. <laughs> but uh, I think on my, uh, when I was doing some live streaming, I was comparing, like, I saw, like, the recent, like, God 7, like, like uh, performance of Bam Bam when he had, like, the short silver white hair. It was like, that's the recent one, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then I, and then someone's like, oh, go look up, like, when he, they were, like, on that YG show, the win. When it was like, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> and if you see Bam Bam with braces, <laughs> right? <to> yeah. now, <laughs> even Jackson, to be honest, like everybody. Or, like I mean, I I mean this with the utmost love because he's my bias, but uh, Mark as a twig, and I'm like, listen, yeah. wait, wait, wait. He's... But do you remember when we witnessed Bam Bam going through puberty, like via music video? Because Just Right came Yo. out, his voice was suddenly deep. Like, what? Whoa, it got deep. Like, I know we've been talking about boy groups, but let's talk about girl groups too that we've seen. Um, Mamamoo, um, they went from mm. their early days to like hip. It's less of like a glow up to a they lost the ability to give a fuck. Oh, but uh, did they give a fuck in the beginning? They were doing all those like uh gen not gender switch i don't know the, the right way to say it um i know, you know what i mean when they video like that i forgot actually what was what i think it was Ma, uh Badre. huasa was a dude or somebody was a dude i don't know i feel like they haven't given Moonbyl, fuck since the probably moonbill it was like yeah red velvet for sure mm. um definitely grew anything up. is better than the debut song <laughs> What happiness? Okay, that song is yep. That song is forever ruined for me. I cannot. Y'all like Ooh, broke out into screaming when I brought that one up. So. Okay, <laughs> I mean, I'm kind of curious, but <laughs> whatever. Um, okay, I will say it after the recording because yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, no, like from that, like their music, they definitely grew. Like to like bad boy was it, is it bad boy? Am I am I blanking right now? Is that the song? Bad boy. One? Their latest song isn't Bad Boy. Uh, no, I mean, like, I'm just talking. No, I'm just talking about like that song, Bad Boy. I mean, yeah, they really did switch yeah, yeah, yeah. it up at Bad Boy. Or, okay, or, thank God. Because I thought, oh yeah, Peekaboo, and then of course Psycho. Even Automatic, Automatic. I, I kind of like that Red Velvet when mm. it was just like all R and B ish, like that kind of thing. Yeah, uh, Red Velvet's a good one, I think. What else? I'm thinking CLC. Wow. Yeah. Oh, that was interesting. Yeah. They yeah. went through a lot of phases. I think. Yeah. Yeah, because I remember they debuted in 2015, right, with uh, yeah. Pepe? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, it went from, like, the, the cutesy girl group thing and then, you know, hit it hard with uh, Hobgoblin or whatever. Mm-hmm. 
no which, which makes me um curious about like today's groups now like how they will change like i was thinking everglow like they came out strong with like those hard-hitting tracks but i'm like wondering like i wonder how they're gonna be like in the next like four years how they're gonna change throughout mm. those i wonder if or, they will because like blackpink hasn't really with what they came out i actually would love a softer blackpink song kind of like a i would like to have like a 21 lonely kind of style it'd be interesting if they did it i just don't know if yg will let them do it uh don't get me on that topic though <laughs> <laughs> but uh who else um i feel like a group that just like popped off really 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 quickly was uh H's and how they went from i just remember working at choice and people would come in and ask for their albums and we didn't have their albums at the time and we finally got them in and they were sold out every single day like uh from like november or when they debuted october we finally got the albums like in november it was sold out all the time and then they went from they grew fast like, yeah yeah, don't 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 get me started on ATs. Um, yeah, I'm we're like, <laughs> a bunch of ATs lovers here. Well, the oh, big ATs resident ATs fan is Roxy. Am I? <laughs> yes. Out of all of us, you're the biggest one. Who's your yeah. bias? Hong Joon. Well, let me just tell you, he's beautiful. <laughs> I know. I second that. I second that. And he's the nicest human being ever. That's all I was going to say. Oh, no. Don't get this on. I'm going to mute myself because I'm going to get here in a second. <laughs> I bet. Um, do you know uh, another, another group, another girl group who's changed from back then to now is A-Pink. Yes. Ooh, yes. From no, no, no. To like, or just like they were that cutesy, like they went yeah. that cutesy route. And then you look at them now, it's just like they're grown women. They're like, they're like, we're not going to go back to this. No. Mm-hmm. For sure. I high key love what A Pink did. The way that they transitioned into that was like so smooth mm. and so great. I loved it. I'm I so wish. sick. It's amazing. Mm. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, haven't listened wanna... to their new song. I'm behind. Wait. How does it go? Yeah. Yeah, something It's pretty good, too. I mean, if you want to bring up, BTS definitely grew. (laughs) Oh, yeah. They're not dusty anymore. Big chains to to designer clothes. (laughs) I know that, like, No More Dream is considered embarrassing, but I love that song. I love No More Dream. Love it. Still bump it. Especially if they perform it now, like, in in concert. Oh, my God. I get so hyped. (laughs) danger like that era when all the singers were rappers <laughs> right can oh, we get jungkook right. rapping again jungkook yeah when jungkook was, was a rapper bet, yeah bet money in his solo he gonna rap bro bet bet let's do it i mean i could talk about stray kids but that will take up half an episode so <laughs> yeah let's not get you started on that yet <laughs> coming out soon though mm-hmm. <laughs> okay sorry <laughs> Ember, that sounds. I'm that just sound not over Ben <laughs> Chen and his Yoplait hair. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's his what funny. hair? His hair looks like Yoplait yogurt. It's purple and blue. No, it doesn't. Oh, I did not know. It's like Gogurt. The oh, swirls cute. that you would get in like the cups, that's what it looks like. I haven't seen that yet, actually. Wait, like you mean <laughs> as in like the Trix yogurt? Yes, like, yes, yeah, yeah. not Yoplait Trix. I it's like one Yoplait. Of those I mean, they're under the same company, but anyways, mm. digressing. <laughs> Since when do we ever stay on topic in this podcast? <laughs> That's true. And I'm pretty sure there's a lot of other groups that definitely grew uh, through time. Oh, yeah, we're definitely missing a lot. I mean, also think about EXO too. Yeah, I was about to think about EXO. Uh, lay then versus lay now. <laughs> if you ha- Listen, I did the review. If you have not listened to Lay's new album, you are missing out. Oh, shit, I haven't listened to the album yet. That music video was... Did he go You're off? not ready. You're not I saw, ready. I saw, I saw the music video with a whole freaking dragon. Like, <laughs> I love that. It's a whole the, movie set. The album is so good. Dre, you will not be disappointed. Listen, my favorite Lay song is Honey. Um, mm. Is there something like... Well, uh, also, even like in the past, and I loved his albums, like his past, like his first mm-hmm. solo album, where it was like Sheep. Mm-hmm. I literally had to buy that because it was so dope. But I, I will say this: I mean, I'm pretty sure the review is going to come out before the podcast comes out. If you're looking for like a more unhinged, darker side of Lay, this is that oh, album. This is that album. Don't tell sure. me and that. 
it's and it's only part one to his fourth album so he's releasing most likely oh, a second half snap. so i'm just saying it says part one he even says it part one of my album but even then well spoiler it's fine before we do move into the last segment um we can take a moment uh to have you guys talk about your podcast and sort of you know say anything that you want to about in my feels uh in my feels just started back the uh with a second season um we had a great first season with um a lot of guests um that i think that took up majority of our season which was really fun um with interviews and asmrs but this next season, we kind of try to switch it up or are trying to switch it up. Mm-hmm. We'll still do these, those interviews, but um, less of them and more of a focus on uh, roundtables, um, which will feature journalists, producers, uh, YouTubers, um, choreographers, and things like that within the K pop Korean music realm. And it's basically uh, sort of a roundtable for people to understand. There are a lot of other people that are behind the scenes that are doing mm-hmm. a lot of things outside of the idols themselves. Exactly. Right. So um, I think it's important to showcase that. Um, and we'll also be doing a couple of other segments as well, um, some of which involve fanfics. Um, okay. Touchy. Let me let me just say, not fanfics, and like it won't. It's it's going to be PG, or you know, it won't be anything that is. Oh, you know how hard it was to find PG fanfics. It's, it's I feel bad for ever had to like sort through that. Yeah, I'm still sorting through it. <laughs> We're still sorting through it. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, but I did go to Reddit to ask today. I was like, anybody know any PG fanfics that are not? We try to stay away from like real people, fictitious. But, you know, it's, we're still working through it, but. Um, just a fun thing where people can, you know, hear a storytelling uh, sort of segment. You guys do the storytelling sometimes, and I think that's really entertaining um even more so sometimes than like the opinionated parts of things because like a lot of podcasts you just hear their opinions so i think that hearing stories uh whether it's fake or not like is just entertaining um storytelling i guess i mean in my feels it's just basically anyone we talk to whether it be a round table or even fanfics i feel like with the fanfics we might even have actors acted out which is gonna be kind of interesting and cringe but i think it's hilarious uh, but I guess the point of it is just to literally get inside your feels like a little bit, not mm-hmm. like kind of like just let's get a little bit to know about you. Yes, we know that you do produce for so and so or you, you choreograph for so and so, but yeah, let's find out what you what led you to that kind of thing. So basically, just kind of like dive a little deeper kind of thing. Exactly, and we'll be having one of the segments is like a confessional segment for me and Dre and our guest. Um, or guests to say like there's a there's a pdf that we've found that has these like really deep confessionals oh, yeah. basically um, yeah so we'll be we'll be doing a mix of that and um people who are listening uh you can you know submit even your voice recording to our podcast um we have this thing called we haven't figured out a name for it really to be honest uh-huh. but it's guess this in 60 seconds basically you can send in a voice recording of anything anything whether it's the idol a dance move a meme a hairstyle a random you know juhan's dog i don't know or cat i think it is uh, whatever it is you can send in you know a random thing that you're thinking of describe it in 60 seconds without saying it and then tell us afterwards you know what it is basically so we have we're we're trying to do a more segmented almost like radio show type thing to try to just switch it up from what we we have from last last season we also have a lot of giveaways as well um like right now we have a k-pop starter pack giveaway 15 albums so whoa that's a lot of albums it's a lot of albums yeah i never seen a k-pop starter pack so i was like let's get albums from different generations Mm-hmm. Like, hey, this is a starter pack. <laughs> like, let's go. Yeah. And where can we find your guys' podcast? Well, um, if you are listening on any of your, your favorite podcast platforms, you can find us there just by typing in in my fields. Usually that will bring it up. Um, but our main platform is with Himalaya, um, which is a podcast app, which honestly, out of all the podcast apps I've downloaded, is a pretty organized, well-organized one. And basically, along with being a part of Himalaya, we have a premium aspect to our podcast where 
we will do an interview like last last season we did asmr with like one team and we did an interview with bm and so we had that audio inside of the podcast but we did have the video interview aspect as a part of the premium and there are some like so the k-pop starter pack giveaway is a part of premium so you have to be a premium user which is the cost of a latte a month um in order to get access to those things and you can also you know send us suggestions and that kind of thing through there so that's where people can find us cool cool definitely be sure to check out their podcast when you uh get the chance so for our last segment of the day we are going to talk about underrated groups uh and this week we're going to talk about secret number so uh secret number is a five-member girl group they just debuted you know a couple weeks ago uh may 19th Mm -hmm. to be exact they have uh, enough time to be underrated, though, Roxy. That's fair. They're just new. Everyone loves them, yeah. <laughs> They are doing very well. The The interesting thing about Secret Number is that um, they are multinational, and they are also yeah. the first group to have an Indonesian member yeah. uh, in them. Which, so, one, which member is that again? That is uh, Dita. Um, so it looks like, from what I can tell, they have a Japanese... Indonesian, a couple of Korean Americans, and then a Korean member with them. Um, they've been doing very, very well from what I can tell. Um, I believe that their debut has uh, multiple millions of views. Who this? Yeah, their song, their debut song, I was surprised to like it, and everyone knows that I am highly critical of the girl groups. Uh, wow. I was really like, no, I go in on girl groups every time. It's it's a whole thing. But I was really honestly like very impressed in the fact that they sounded so good together without issues of like accents or clarity of how they sing. Um, Cause you could encounter that while singing in Korean that their Korean isn't as clear as some of the others might be. So it's, it's really interesting to see how they like work that out together. And the song, like the chorus is kind of catchy. <laughs> I think one of the members was on Produce 48. A word? I believe so. I've never really heard about them until like we were like, oh, hey, we're checking out this group. And for me too, it kind of gets a little bit difficult to get into girl groups. I mean, I guess I'm picky when it comes to my girl groups and their type of sound is a sound that I really like. I like the more hard hitting, like more, how would I classify their type of sound? Um, Like the girl crush concept? Kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I... Like, I don't really gravitate towards girl groups that do, like, the bubblegum pop type of sound. That, that's stuff. just not my my speed. But what they did, I was like, oh, okay, you have my attention. You, you definitely have my attention. So I'm looking forward to seeing what they have in store. And I didn't even know that they were, um, like, they had different um, members that were of different um, ethnicities. Did you guys see what happened the other day with one of the members? I, I did hear about it, yes, yeah. but go yeah, ahead and that's... elaborate on that. For Denise, right? Yeah. <clears throat> I think she just posted in support of Black Lives Matter or the Blackout Tuesday, and then apparently her company disabled her Instagram. They took her Instagram down, took all of her sel- a lot of her selfies down, and disabled her SoundCloud. Um, that's one of the reasons why I'm not a fan of pressuring your idols into speaking up about things because contracts do exist, friends. It also is kind of messed up that they would disable her stuff for that, too. Yeah, it just shows what the company... I'm going to be the bad guy in the room, but if it was against what she signed her contract on, she shouldn't have done it. I'm the bad guy in the room for saying that, but... No, I get what you mean. It's just... uh... An interesting thing that would be in the contract. You know what I mean? I guess it's like more of the sense of we really don't know what goes on behind company doors. You know, we like as much as we want, you know, our favorites to speak out about something. There's just certain limitations that we don't understand because at the end of the day, it's a business, you know, and there there's going to be things set in place that we don't understand. And even though we probably know that they want to speak out about it. They might not be able to. K-pop contracts is a little bit crazy. Um, it's tricky business. And again, it is a business, but still, uh, if she, if 
if she won, if she, it was her decision that she wanted to support it. That's why I was like, oh, the company just took it down. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's why I'm like all up front. I'm like, oh, okay. But yeah. I know a big argument um, from the K fan side of things is that um, if they're not speaking up about domestic issues, why should they be speaking up about foreign issues? Interesting, though, because from what I can tell, Denise is Korean American, so she's right. American. <laughs> No, I totally agree that she should, I think the Korean American Idol should speak up about what's going on at home, but from the K-fan side of things, they're like, you guys don't talk about issues happening here in Korea, why should you talk about things that are happening in other countries? Interesting Mm. perspective. Mm -hmm. I mean, most of their fans are international too, though. Don't shoot the messenger. (laughs) (laughs) I just put it out there, that's all. It is interesting, though, that they just debuted and there's already been this, like, quote-unquote controversy for them so i just wonder how that's gonna play out going forward we're in today's like social media and anyone could get a controversy not talking about this situation but just like you know cancel culture is a thing that's true that's very true don't get us started on that topic last episode was full of that (laughs) all right so i think we're ready to wrap up here i know for emily and i it is quite late so (laughs) Do you guys have any, you know, final comments, final thoughts on anything that we've discussed today? Like we say before, take care of yourself. It's trying times. Um, know where to find your community. Like we all talked about how it was hard for us in the beginning to find our community as fans. Um, and so once you find that community, just know that like there's a place for everyone. Uh, I would say mine is try not to be closed-minded or try to be open-minded, I should say. Um, to everyone and other viewpoints because you never know where it will lead you and stay safe as well all right i guess uh i'll say uh (laughs) uh, basically uh everybody again stay safe um closing comments of course love yourself i feel like that's a big important thing um love yourself before you love others that's what i like to say sometimes Mm -hmm. and uh yeah i mean i learned a lot from this whole podcast uh thank you guys for inviting me too i just want to say thank you to dre and emily for joining us on today's podcast you are officially our second guest on the podcast Mm. and so thank you for joining us it's a pleasure to talk to you guys um for all our listeners out there thank you guys for listening and definitely be safe if you are whatever you plan on doing be smart and safe about it take care of yourselves Remember, we are still in a pandemic, so please, 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 please wash your hands. Do what you got to do. And yeah, thank you guys again for joining us. And it's been, it's been a fun episode. Thank you guys for having us. Yes, thank you. All right. So be sure to follow us over on The Craze on social media. We update daily. We have daily posts and stuff like that. And also be sure to check out the In My Feels podcast. Um, over on Himalaya to uh, see what these guys have in store for season two. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So this has been the Craze Cast, and we'll see you all next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.